And now I am so pleased that we have two members of Congress to bring our conference to a close. Uh, I can't think of a better way to end this fantastic day. And in just a moment, I'll introduce Representative Tonko and we'll hear from him. And then I'll introduce Senator Smith. Before I do that though, I wanna take a moment and say thank you to our events manager, Allison Cabisco, and to all the staff who supported this event including those who put the program together and provided tech support and did the myriad other things needed to make this event happen. It takes a lot of people to put on a conference and it takes even more to do it when you're launching a new policy agenda. And I am proud and grateful to work with you. So congratulations on pulling it off team. And just to give you a heads up, we're going to end our time today with a bit of interactive word art from all of you, if you have an extra moment to stay on Zoom after our distinguished guests have addressed us. So now I'm very proud to introduce one of our most ardent climate champions in the House of Representatives, Congressman Paul Tonko of New York. He's serving his seventh term in Congress and second as chair of the Subcommittee on Environment and Climate Change. Representative Tonko has shepherded a number of critical climate and environmental policies through the House, including carbon removal legislation and his most recent support of the Inflation Reduction Act. Congressman Tonko also co-chairs the Sustainable Energy and Environment Coalition, which works to advance climate policy in Congress by bringing members of Congress along on the issue. We are so fortunate to have Representative Tonko as a champion and ally in Congress leading the charge on emissions reduction policy. I hope that you will join me in thanking him for his leadership and his steadfast commitment to addressing climate change and welcome Representative Tonko. Thank you for well, joining thank, us. Well, thank you, Madeline. Uh, you can hear me, I hope. Hear you just fine. Okay, thank you, Madeline. And thank you for your great uh, work as executive director. It, uh, it is powerful and we thank you for it. And I thank Jen Tyler and the rest of the CCL staff for. Uh, always networking as great partners. And of course, thank you to all the volunteers who take time out of your busy lives to meet with your elected officials. I think it's such an important part of the process. It's great to join you in the December conference and honored to join your conference uh, and share time with Senator Tina Smith, who has also dedicated so much of her time in Cong Congress fighting for a clean energy future. And so it's great to work with Senator Smith. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of meeting with CCL volunteers from my district in upstate New York and throughout the state of New York. I've always been so impressed, not only uh, with the passion that they bring for climate action, but that we can have polite and substantive conversations about the wide range of policies before Congress. Without a doubt, CCL and other grassroots groups have made such a huge difference in getting Congress and President Biden, I would say, to prioritize climate change. There are so many important things we must work on in Congress. And frankly, there's never enough time to do them all. But it is critical that every member be regularly reminded of the tremendous threat that climate change poses to our environment, our public health, our economy, and for that factor, national security. So I'm grateful for everything that CCL has done to keep up a steady call for action. It was those efforts that allowed us to pass historic climate legislation over the past two years. First, in the bipartisan infrastructure law, which included billions of dollars to strengthen our electric grid, 
build a national network of EV charging stations, enable schools and transit agencies to purchase electric buses, and many more critical investments. And of course, this was followed up with the Inflation Reduction Act, with a $370 billion uh, of investment over the next decade to deploy clean energy and certainly to address environmental injustices. The IRA, IRA includes long-term extensions of key tax credits for wind and solar and electric vehicles. It makes major investments in American manufacturing and it has certainly the bonuses for clean energy projects that use high labor standards. These are the types of policies that will not only help us address climate change, but will reshape our economy so that American clean energy industries are indeed competitive with high quality job creation as a matter of fact for decades to come. It has been estimated that the IRA will result in greenhouse gas emissions uh, reductions of 40% by 2030. This is truly amazing, but as we all know, our work is far from done. Decisions we are making today will determine whether we succeed or fail in achieving net zero emissions by no later than 2050. So Congress, the administration, and all of us still have work to do. First, we need to make certain that the IRA is being implemented and implemented well. We need to make certain the public is aware of these incentives and encourage everyone to take advantage of them. Second, we're going to need additional policies. Obviously, we're moving into a divided Congress. So it will be critically important to push Republicans in the House that are willing to support policies that benefit clean energy. I know they may not support everything that must be done, but hopefully there are those things around the edges that can make a difference, like building new interstate transmission lines or compensating farmers for climate smart practices, a win-win-win situation. And of course, I still strongly support a national carbon price. It remains such a powerful climate policy, but we know the politics are indeed challenging. So while I will continue to support uh, efforts for carbon pricing, the IRA has proven there are other effective and important policies that we can be developing and advocating for simultaneously. Personally, I'm working on several bills for next year. For example, I'm preparing to introduce a bill to provide more certainty for offshore wind energy. While the IRA included some key tax incentives, this new industry needs changes to how leasing and permitting is done. People often think that offshore wind will only benefit coastal states. And certainly that's simply not true. I know New York-based projects are going to use steel made in Kentucky and be built by a huge ship being constructed in Texas. And we need to make certain that these projects continue regardless of who lives in the White House. I also introduced the Federal Carbon Dioxide Removal Leadership Act. The IPCC and other climate scientists are telling us that it won't be enough to only reduce emissions. We also need to remove excess emissions already in the atmosphere. The problem is it is still very expensive to do this through technological means. The IRA included tax credits for carbon removal, like direct air capture, 
but we need to go a step further and ensure that there is an entity out there that will actually pay for the removal in the first place. Aside from a few corporate commitments, no one is stepping up to buy carbon removal on the scale that the climate science community says will be necessary. So that is why I introduced a bill that would require our federal government to do so. It would help create long-term demand today for the technologies we know will be needed in the 2040s and beyond. These are just a few examples, and I know other members are working on many more. And we would all benefit from CCL's continued engagement in DC. Your voice indeed is powerful. Your passion is going to move us and certainly be infectious. I hope you will take all the energy you have brought to Congress, energy that enabled the enactment of the IRA and put it to use for the development and passage of the next great climate bill. I do thank you again for allowing me to join with you. I look forward to continuing to fight for climate action together with you and always be known, let it be known that you are green power, promoting clean energy, making it happen, and making certain that your voice is heard and heard in a bold and passionate manner. Thank you everyone for uh, all the work that you do. And let's continue to move forward with a clean energy, innovation, precision-based economy that will allow us to be better stewards of our planet and to allow generations that follow us to be prosperous because of our work that we engaged. Thank you everyone for the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much, Representative Tanko. And we totally look forward to working more with you. Uh, we I will keep going in the next Congress. Okay, thank All you. All right, yeah. And it is now my pleasure to introduce one of the Senate's true climate champions, Senator Tina Smith. The Senator is the chair of two Senate subcommittees, the Subcommittee on Housing, Transportation and Community Development, and the Subcommittee on Rural Development and Energy. Since her arrival in the Senate, climate change has been a top priority of Senator Smith's. Whether she is helping to pass investments in wind energy research and development, or championing funding for sustainable, climate-smart agricultural practices, Senator Smith is always keeping the climate central to her work. During reconciliation negotiations, she led efforts to enact a clean energy standard and make sure that emissions reduction was a focus of the effort. Senator Smith was a strong supporter of the critical climate components of the Inflation Reduction Act. We could not ask for a better ally and climate leader in the, Senator, in the Senate. Please join me in thanking the Senator for her leadership and focusing on addressing climate change. And welcome, Senator Smith. Well, Madeline, thank you so much. And I had my screen on with um, as many faces as I could see. And I am just so thrilled to think of all of you on this call and in this conference today to celebrate the progress uh, that we have made and then to rededicate yourself to all of the work that we have ahead of you. And a special shout out to the Minnesotans that are on this call as well. Your, um, all of your advocacy and organizing um, has really delivered the victory that we have had with the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, this year we celebrate passage of the most substantial uh, climate and um, clean energy legislation that we have ever passed in this country. Um, it puts us on a path to 40% um, um, uh, 
emissions reductions. It puts us on a path for not only cleaner, but more affordable energy and energy independence. It puts us on a path to a stronger economy, over a million jobs created um, in the manufacturing and um, installation and energy efficiency sectors. And of course, it puts us on a path of more justice. Uh, particularly for poor communities and communities of color that have um, always suffered more from the health impacts of fossil fuel pollution. So this is a huge victory. I'm just really thrilled to be on this call as well with my friend, Representative Tonko. Um, Paul and I are uh, joint uh, leaders of the um, Congressional Electrification Caucus. And uh, that to me really demonstrates the, the scope of what it is that we have to do as we think about the um, um, opportunities of the Inflation Reduction Act and also what we have to do forward, uh, going forward. Uh, Madeline, I think you might have heard from um, some of the representatives from Electrify America, who I, I have such high regard for the work that they do, but our strategy really has to be quite simple and it's gonna have huge impact. We need to clean up the electric grid uh, so that as much of our electricity as possible, soon to be 100% are provided by clean energy sources. Um, we need to dramatically expand um, the energy efficiency of everything from our, the way we heat and cool our buildings to the appliances that we use, um, um, the way we make our homes more energy efficient. Um, and then we need to electrify everything in our homes and in our transportation system and in our buildings so that we are drawing on all of that clean energy power uh, to do the work that we have to do. That is the opportunity before us. And I believe strongly that this clean energy transition is gonna happen. The question is whether we here in our country, whether we lead that transition or whether we follow and the opportunities for all of us, as I've just laid out, if we lead are, are just so substantial. The law that we passed will make a huge difference. And it happened because of all of the work that all of you did. The impact of your grassroots organizing, you're demonstrating to people that their voices are powerful, that they need to use them, they can use them to reach out to their elected representatives to build power for climate action at the local level and then watch that power build um, throughout all of the states that you come from and um, all the way to Washington, D.C. It made a huge difference. I can tell you, um, being here in Washington, seeing uh, climate action activists like all of you here in Washington talking to us, reminding us of how important this is, demonstrating to us um, the power of the constituency supporting climate action was hugely important. And then, of course, when I went home to Minnesota, as so many other um, legislators, when they all went home, they saw it in their own home states as well, the, the power of people um, demanding change. When we first started working on the Inflation Reduction Act, way before it was even called the Inflation Reduction Act, many of us had sort of a mantra uh, that we said over and over again, which was no climate, no deal. It was our way of saying that we're serious about this, that this wasn't going to be a second or third round priority that would drop off the agenda um, in favor of something else or because we just couldn't develop support for it. We never, ever gave up. I also said that I was one of the founding members in Congress of the um, Never Give Up Caucus. And uh, that is what we needed, right? We had to just keep on trying, even when it felt like this um, great legislation that we were working on had, um, had you know, fallen on uh, rocky shores. 
uh, we had to keep on bringing it up again and making, finding a path forward. And that's exactly what we did. As Representative Tonko said, our work is of course not done. Progress is a long, long road. And so we can't stop now, both ensuring that the legislation that we have passed um, is implemented um, as efficiently and as fast as it possibly can be, and then looking at additional work that we still have to do. I'm really glad that Representative Tonko mentioned the importance of improving and streamlining our permitting processes so that we can get in place the transmission lines and the distribution lines that we need to get all that clean power into a resilient electric grid so that we can take advantage of it. It doesn't just sit out there. And we can do that without sacrificing our environmental standards. We just need to figure out a way of making it uh, go um, more smoothly. And we can allow states that are opposed to clean power to stand in the way and to block our progress. I am very, very optimistic about the opportunities that we have ahead of us. And I know that we have to continue to try to build um, bipartisan support uh, for a clean energy future. It is true that not a single Republican voted for the Inflation Reduction Act and the clean energy provisions that were included in that legislation. However, there were strong provisions that Republicans have supported that we passed, especially around support for carbon capture and storage, and also the very strong um, um, agriculture provisions to support farmers' works to sequester carbon in the soil and to adopt conservation strategies that um, are good for the climate and good for agriculture. Um, and I work very hard to make sure that rural electric co-ops um, could participate in this clean energy transition. Again, something that I know has bipartisan support. These are ideas that are not just popular in blue states, uh, they are popular in red states, they are popular in all the places in between. So the groundswell of energy, no pun intended, to keep this clean energy ball moving forward is huge. I close where I started by thanking all of your, you for your, your literally your energy, your activism, your organizing, the work that you did to keep this issue front and center. Um, and I look forward to um, the work that we have to do ahead of us and doing it arm in arm with all of you. Thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you so much for all of your work, Senator Smith. And I, I think it's safe to say that uh, the members of CCL are members uh, of the Never Give Up Auxiliary <laughs> Club. Um, uh, and it, it was such a ride and such a roller coaster, the Inflation Reduction Act. I, we are so grateful for your insistence that uh, climate never drop out of it. So again, thank you to both you and to Representative Paul Tonko for taking time. And uh, we'll be back on the Hill in June to see you all in person. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Be safe. We will. I also want to say thank you to all of you who are out there in Zoom land making time to be here today and for taking what you learned back to your community and CCL groups and for being the kind of people who want to leave a better world for future generations. I want to leave you with this couplet that we've often shared from Goethe. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. So go do it. And Brett's got word out for us. 
Indeed, I do. Indeed, all of you do. We just put a link again in the chat where you can join us. We know that you have already done so. Look at this beautiful creation you've already created together in sharing your feelings on how you are leaving today's conference. We wanted to thank all of you, obviously, for an amazing conference today. Thank you for all of that energy and momentum that you have brought us today and up until this point in this inflection point in the climate movement. Let's proceed full speed ahead and know that we look forward to seeing you tomorrow for our Sunday workshops. Just go to cclusa.org forward slash program to find out more about where you can sign up for that. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.